When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Hey, coffee drinkers, are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Hey guys, welcome back to episode four of Coffee and Chill. I am No Sleeves. He is Kesso. We're going to break down all of the ins and outs of NHL 22 this past week. But uh, let's start first, my man Kesso. How you doing? How's the week been? Dude, I had a really good um, weekend, man. I uh, it, was, it was really weird. I went to a uh, concert Friday night. Okay. Um, I went to see Angels and Airwaves. I'm not sure if you're familiar with oh, the band. Oh man, okay. it's okay. It's, it's you like, been a you minute. Like them? It's been I, a minute, right? It's yeah, like that's like 2010. Like yeah, their height. Yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, exactly. But I, I love Tom DeLong, the, the lead singer. He was from Blink 182. I was going to say he's Blink 182, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I went and um, I went with my fiance, but I also went with my boss from work, and it was really weird to like be in that out of work. Like, I am getting really drunk tonight and hanging out with my boss, which was kind of fun. Um, but dude, I had a blast, like, uh, drank a little bit too much, you know, in my old age, you know, of 28, uh, I was really feeling it Saturday morning. And, <laughs> was, your, um, was your Saturday kind of a write-off? It was awful. It was <laughs> awful. I was so like, I, uh, I went and we were like, my fiance and I were supposed to do some like clothes shopping. Cause like okay. eventually I got to go back to the office at some point. I need yeah. some new clothes. And we were out and I was like, I can't even go in. So like I waited in the car. 
And then I went and I got like this double cheeseburger, like the greasiest thing I could do. <laughs> and I felt a little bit better. And then uh, I, we met up with some friends. We went to see the Dune movie that just came out. Okay. Pretty good. All right. Eight out of ten, nine out of ten, you know. Wow. And then uh, we, uh, we carved some pumpkins tonight, which is pretty fun. Nice. Uh, did you go like stencil or did you just do like the uh, the classic pumpkin face or what did you do or that? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I really like the question. Um, no, you know what I did? I, I looked up. Um, what I is it? Night, nightmare on. Up. Yeah, I know. I nightmare on Halloween. Or what's the Tim Burton like? Uh, uh, that what, is what, Jack Skellington. What's that called? Again? Oh, my God. It is. Uh, Oh, oh man, dude! People We're listen to this right now. People are, are screaming. Are people are screaming. Dude, why can't I think of what this is called? Oh my god, dude! Uh, uh, okay, let's not waste ten minutes. All right, but all right, I, I did right. the boogeyman guy from that one. It okay. looked it looked awful. And then my okay. fiance tried to do Peppa Pig, and that didn't. <laughs> that looked even worse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I won't be <laughs> tweeting out any pictures of that. That's unfortunate. I want to see the Peppa the Pig one. To I be might, I'll, I'll send that one to you. <laughs> well, that's good, man. That's good to hear that you had a good weekend. I mean, uh, we had. I mean, we had a big first weekend here in NHL, man. Uh, obviously, the first uh, the first weekend of Hut Champs is upon us, uh, which is basically the. Uh, only thing to really look forward to and do in the game, but maybe that's another conversation. No, that is that is the only thing. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, it's, it's pretty much it. Um, let's talk about how you did and uh, and how it went so far. Um, you know what? I had a lot of fun up up until today. So Ooh, okay. I, I started off eighteen and zero. You know, um, and I oh. realized I, I really got to like figure out like my time blocks. You know, because like we did a lot this weekend. So I woke up early today, mm-hmm. seven forty five. I started my stream took me 50 minutes to get my first game this morning and then there was another hour gap in searching um and then i lost my last two games like the last one was off stream i played amazing player kush uh that i that i played in gwc and i was i just wasn't ready for the biggie you know because i hadn't played in a while in like 10 hours which i guess is a long time man all uh, right he came he came at me he won okay so you started out 18 did you finish 18 and 2 Yes, yes. Okay, I'm not going to lie. But it doesn't lie. matter. Yeah, no, it did. okay, yeah, so that's like another thing. I will just explain how mine went. Uh, I had that same land cable issue with my PlayStation 5, which I am just, I I have no words for anymore. If you if you haven't watched my stream, guys, or maybe you've experienced it yourself, I don't know if it's because my PlayStation is a launch PlayStation 5. I get this thing where uh, randomly it'll give me this thing where it'll say land cable disconnected and land cable connected immediately right after, and nothing is wrong with my actual port on my console or my internet or anything like that it's like a firmware issue and i had two losses for that and i finished 12 and 8 so it's bad um not to mention i really did not want to play so i forced myself through some games and just kind of quit out halfway through when i just wasn't feeling it but hey you know uh it is what it is you know yeah. uh you got it though i mean let's talk about rewards first of all because you mentioned it there it doesn't you know i mean like uh but the 18 and 18 and 2 thing um so yeah, so now they switched to the collectible reward system. So if anyone that doesn't have, maybe wasn't paying attention, uh, basically what will happen is instead of just the top 20 people in the world of Hut Champs getting a guaranteed card, everyone gets a shot at different sets with these Hut, collect, Hut Champs collectibles that you earn based on how you performed um, in, in each week that you play the game, which I think is awesome. I think that, that was a, a phenomenal change. I know it was... It was pretty scary on Thursday when uh, rewards came out and we saw just what the packs were. Uh, and it was bad. I, I remember seeing, like, what you got for, like, the rewards. 
um and just like the rewards for the packs based on it and i'm being i remember like, you were like really concerned i remember your uh, reaction it was, yeah it was it was not good because they didn't release what the sets were for whatever reason but the 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 response was just so negative about what the actual what was showing in the game in terms of rewards they had to release the sets that were available so they mm-hmm. do that, and they totally redeem themselves. I tweet out the gift from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, so they, they totally <laughs> redeem themselves with that. I just think that it requires some tuning in terms of what actually, you know, all these costs. So breaking down the costs real quick, the, the main thing, obviously, is the Hut Champs card. So this week we got uh, the uh, Gabe Velarde and the Ryan Graves, and those are two cards for two positions that in my opinion are the weakest in the game right now center and left defense is very very weak um so that's awesome to see two top end cards i mean we could talk quickly about the cards real quick gave velarde is basically um a slightly worse austin matthews the 91 version of austin matthews and then ryan graves is um basically better than victor hedman outside of the team builder Ulf samuelson and even then, he might be. I think Ryan Graves might be the best left defenseman in the game. Um, I don't know if you if you had thoughts on that. I haven't even looked at the card because okay. I am just like I'm in the mode where I'm not even going to spend these collectibles yet. Just hold so, on, hold uh, yes, on. I but we can it. save that for a little bit. You know, yeah. we can no, talk right. about we can talk about the strategy behind it after. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, guys, what happens is anyone there's there's 89 versions of these cards, but then there's also 88s, 87s, 86, 85s. And each one of those sets requires different amounts of Hut Champs collectibles. And to get the high end, you need 11. Um, and that's going to mean that means you only the top five players in the world on each console get them first week, which I think is a little much, but that kind of goes in line with what was uh, Hut Champs was prior, even though only the top 20 players in the world got a card. I believe it was 5, 10, and then 10 to 20, I think, got different variations of, of the cards last year. So this is kind of the same thing because the 88 costs less. I believe the 88s cost 10, and then, you know, the the eighty the 87s and so forth cost less and less. And then there's interesting rewards. Again, I don't know if you looked into the sets so much, but they're very interesting because you can, you can buy ultimate packs with, like, five of them. Um, before, uh, ultimate choice pack with five. Yes. Ultimate yes. pack with four. Yes. I think like an elite players or something with like three. Yep. And then you, it goes all the way down to one. Where it's the you, power up. Where it and that's the that's the one I think people should be saving for. I think that there's a certain player base that really should be using those. But oh, just one second on t- in terms of that. So yes, if you place, um, if if you got let's say the majority of the player base, so the majority of people that are you know that are kind of hardcore enough, probably listening to this podcast. To be honest with you. You need 11 to get the, the highest-end card that is currently released, right? So getting 11, you need 6 and 5, obviously. So getting 6 collectibles means that you have to get 15 wins in one of the first two weeks. All right? Say you want it, every, say you want it not this week, but next week, because you can't get top 5 in the world. So it, it's 6 uh, with 15 wins, which is quite a bit. 15 wins is pretty tough. Especially it's hard with, to do. Yeah, especially with like how... Uh, sim i guess this is another topic of conversation but the game is very simulation based compared to prior years that it makes it there's a lot more of a hockey element involved which unfortunately requires quite a bit of luck um so it's i find i've I've been seeing that a lot of people are having a hard time consistently winning as easy as they used to um so the so to get to get those six you got to win 15 and then after that to get five because obviously you just need six and five to get 11 to get the 89 version of those cards you only need 14 
wins or 11 like 14 uh 14 wins will get you will get you five as will 13 as will 11 which just seems very odd so the only difference between finishing with 11 wins and 14 wins is instead of getting a jumbo elite players pack you get an elite players pack or an elite pack of some sort. it's very very small which i think just goes back to what we we're saying we need to tune those a little bit but do, do you have any any thoughts on that yeah i do actually i'm glad you brought that up because like whenever whenever that was announced there was a lot of like negative reactions right yep. and i'm and i'm not calling this person out but they shared an opinion that i just didn't agree with great okay. great person geimer okay it was it was more along the lines of like everybody's a winner right like okay. everybody gets something mm-hmm. and i feel like uh you know the top players i i can put myself in there top eight north america <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no but i, I can put it's myself in, his in bio. there right? you you need to like <laughs> remove that ego and remove that like we deserve this you know other people don't deserve certain things right because the player base is so small that what is the reason for somebody to get you know Somebody that gets 12 or 13 wins every time in Hot Champs, or even somebody that gets 10 wins every time in Hot Champs. If they're not rewarded for playing, then they're just not going to play. It's going to be even harder to find games, and they need to be coming back you know, every single week. The way they have the rewards structured now, um, I-, I think there's going to be more people, a higher percentage of the player base playing Hot Champs, because there's actually a reason to. Like, people would play last year, get 9 or 10 wins, and they wouldn't really get anything out of it, you know? So now maybe uh, maybe there's, like, an, an 89. I'm going to use Don't Be Sod, great community member, as, a, as an example. Maybe there's a really cool, like, Chicago Blackhawk, and, you know, he's going to play. He might not be able to get the 88 or 89 overall version, but maybe he can get, like, the 87, you know, and he, he wants to play every week. Um, so I think it rewards just more people for playing, and if you're still finishing at the top, you're still getting way more of those collectibles. Your team's still going to be better. I think we need to, like, stop just having that difference between, like, we deserve everything, you know, we deserve the best cards or whatever, and just enjoy the competitive aspect of it. Maybe that's, maybe that's like, a socialism aspect that I'm, like, pushing or something. I have no idea, but... That, that's my opinion on it. So, like, I, th- I, I completely agree with the thought that you they need to make Hut Champs worth it. I remember last year. So, again, I'm not my best finish ever in Hut Champs was 18 and 2 last year. And what I would normally finish about 15 and 5. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I would get people throughout the year and be like, should I be? It, my, my audience, obviously, my channel is built on just helping people get better. And for the most part, most of my audience is probably Division 2 and below division one like elite high-end elite players like i know a lot of them community but they're not really who consume like my content and i would get a ton of questions about you should is it worth to do hut champs and i was like honestly no you should just play rivals because you only get half of the rivals points as opposed when you play when you play hut champs as opposed to if you just played all rivals and you avoided hut champs you'd at least guarantee yourself like probably the last tier in rivals like if you played 50 games of rivals and no hut champs you would basically, no matter what, even if you went 25 and 25 in your 50 games, whatever division you're in, and again, it's skill-based matchmaking, so it's meant to make you go 500, you'd probably finish an ultimate of whatever division you were in, and it was just more va- It was just worth it because HUT Champs rewards were just not there. And I think that, uh, while, so while I agree that you need to make sure, especially with the four consoles, to make sure that you get as many people in, because that we're going to touch on in a second about the matchmaking and the player base and already massive concerns about search times. But it's, it's just, 
I think Hut Champs is the one mode that you need to reward the top one. It should be cater to the 1% and then fall backwards. And while I think it's very close, because I, I think that the, the, the collectibles that you get and everything like that and the choice of rewards is by far the best rewards in Hut Champs we've gotten. I just think that the t- for whatever reason, up to 15 wins is, you know, the it, it's win-based. So you it doesn't matter how many points you got. It doesn't do it for the top 100, and I don't know why, but it should. Um, and, you know, I think that's just, you know, I think it's almost there, but I, I, I agree in part with, like, with what you're saying because, uh, you know, they do definitely, the rewarding of players that would never normally not play Hut Champs, they need to be in it this year. Uh, but I, I think that it's close. I just think that they do need to reward the top 1% just a little bit more in Hut Champs. But the problem is, is that Hut overall is just not very rewarding in general. So, you know, if they reward the 1% Hut Champs, you know, the, it's it's just not very, you know, good elsewhere. But um, Yeah, and that's what it's been, right? Like, yeah. why? And, unless you could get top top 50 maybe for, like, an ultimate pack last year. But, like, if you weren't getting top 20, you really weren't getting, like, a lot of value out of it. No, it was no, almost you a waste of time. I, like I said, man, like I, I, I would go fifteen and five for most weeks, and I would a like it's just gambling. You're just you're just getting packs. It's nothing guaranteed. This at least now is guaranteed for everyone. Do I? I think that you know, getting nine wins or getting eleven wins compared to fourteen, and getting almost the exact same in terms of value, that's a little rough because I think there is a massive difference between 14 wins and 11 wins. I agree with you completely on that. So that middle section, if that's adjusted, I think that they're in a much better spot. Um, I think that maybe, you know, getting the top end card every two weeks is probably, I think that the fact that the 15 wins is kind of the gatekeeper, um, I think that's good. Um, like I said, you have to get 11, and the only way to get six in one week is to finish with 15 wins, which is pretty tough to do. Um, so I, I just think that like, yeah, the 14 and 11 wins thing that, that 13 wins needs to have something a little bit more or 14 wins needs to have something a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about, so like matchmaking, you were mentioning that it took yourself like an hour to find a game, touch on that for me real quick, because it's always going to be an issue this year because of the four separate consoles. Yeah. And it was always an issue in the past. I mean, I think if anybody like. I don't know how many people listen to this, which, by the way, sleeves. We've had we've had a great reaction to the podcast. But anyway, I'm stunned. So I'm I'll, stunned. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll move on. So if you watch like like, let's say Young Gren for an yep. example, as an example, yep. first off, he streams like vampire hours, like yep. 12 a.m. to like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So part of it is his fault, but he would search for hours. Plus, he's on South Central. He's in a very, very yeah, weird and, and server. And it's tough, right? So like there's these matchmaking issues have always been here. But like. I was on this morning and I increased my like ping settings to where I can match up to like up to 60 and it took me an hour to find a game. Um, So like after that, I brought it up. I think I can talk about this. Like I brought it up in the Game Changer Discord and like one of the reactions I got was, you know, maybe it's because it's the first weekend and um, just there's not as many people in Hot Champs as there will be in a few weeks. Uh, But I I, I don't know and I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it needs to be monitored. And I, I think that this point requirement, whatever it is, just needs to be to get in the hot champions every weekend Lord. needs to be removed completely just that, because of the split player base. Yeah, like so th- that's interesting because normally once now once we're into the cycle and you've played your hut champs, the majority of people that play hut champs will get enough points basically just from playing it, um, to to qualify for the next weekend. But 
the first one is really tough because if you don't grind rivals hard and let's say you're in division like five and below or four and below you do not get a lot of points for winning for hut champs so i agree i think early on this first weekend could be tough but i still think it's going to be I, I agree i think that you need to lower it for sure i think that if you win more than five games the the prior week that you should just get an automatic qualification or something because like you've yeah. proven that you know you at least put in enough time that you're winning five games, you're not getting absolutely crushed. And and we have a, we have a pretty like solid competitive scene in NHL. Like we've had GWC for like what three or four years now. That's bigger than um, what MLB has. Exactly, but it's but it's not this like absolute competition scene. Like it's not like a League of Legends or something. And so like this <laughs> you like tell some people that <laughs> I I know right. So like this like you know Hot Champions is reserved for the elite of the elite. It's not really like let everybody in. Like if people want to play it, you know, let them play it. Um, if if somebody misses playing for a week and they're in Division Five and they don't have enough points, who really cares? Like let them in if they lose the games or whatever. Like I don't think they'll mind too much because the rewards are pretty damn good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and if that doesn't solve the problem, I I think maybe the search range needs to be increased. Like I don't even know what it is. It seems like it's hidden behind it's, some back end algorithm. We yeah. don't know if it's based on rivals or wins or oh, points. Dude, I'm, I'm bad. So like it's, I remember last year. I so I I live in probably the worst part of North America that you can live in, um, in terms of playing competitively for NHL. Like Southern Ontario. Um, and I apologize for anyone that lives outside of there that disagrees with me, but you're simply wrong. <laughs> if you live in Southern Ontario, your closest server, no matter what, will give you 20 ping, which is great. 20 ping is fine. The problem is, is that it's QC. When you match up with players that are in, now 20 ping, no matter what, if you guys, if you have two people on 20 ping, that's n- that's nothing. That's actually a really good connection, especially yeah. for NHL. The problem is that when you match up with QC players, they're on two not all of them but the majority of them are on two so a a 15 to 20 ping a difference is enough to be um you know to give someone an advantage and it isn't you know like it isn't totally detrimental but like that is a it's very difficult because if you want to play on your lowest ping setting then you have to you know then you you have to play against quebec players but the, the what i wanted to bring up is that like when it went to the server based system it's just now not only are you searching by your skill range you're also searching by region in your server which is just the nhl community isn't big enough all of these changes go away when cross console is a thing but i don't you know i mean like i i assume that 23 will have cross console for every ea game it will not be a thing where it's like fifa gets it and we get it two years later this is an ea sports thing so once EA Sports has the technology in their games to make it cross-console, NHL should get it the same as Madden and FIFA. You're and like, a little bit more optimistic than I am. I am. And, I, and, I honestly, yeah. and you have to be, because it, it's yeah. honestly the alternative is depressing. It, yeah, <laughs> if, if we go another year without it, um, I mean, also, you, you search forever you, to, to find games. And wow, I think that, hey, maybe some people didn't qualify this week. They just got the game and they're not into it. Sure, that's fine. Um, but... I, you know, I'm seeing longer wait times in Rivals, too. And this was, like, the issue. Like, the game has been really good, in my opinion. Um, I, I actually love the gameplay, even though I'm struggling with it or struggling more than I ever have. I think that the content... Huh, I think the X-Factors are really cool. I think the content has been so weak, though. Um, there hasn't been anything really, like... Dude, 
that's the thing going into these going into this episode just for some like clarity to people we don't really prepare much like maybe no. you prepare no. but like we kind of just talk yeah. and i was thinking going into this like we talked for two seconds beforehand i don't even know what's been released so yeah, because it's I, been bad be, yep. like i just don't care enough to even look because what's the point it's like 84 overall like whoever that won't even make most people's teams and it's just not that exciting yeah just to like put up just a, i i agree we got to talk about content just put a bow on like the whole matchmaking thing on hut champs is like when it goes to server base it just makes it awfully more segregated and um it's going to be awfully tough as we get into you know before the christmas noobs come because january is the year that or january is the month that is most played in nhl which is stunning um but so january is usually the highest player base you'll see the most that will be the best in terms of um, getting games in but like end of november early december like oh god like i as a streamer it's tough because you play the same people all over again because a they want the clout and they want to try and you know piss you off if you're not elite like you so like me like i have to play the same people over. i literally yeah. just went out and bought a nighthawk just to give everyone the middle finger that wanted to snipe me because i just choose whatever server i want to search on and if you guys don't have a nighthawk or want to learn about that just come ask me on my channel but yeah like that's it's going to be an issue so um, all right, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the content because I have not added or changed my team. I've spent about seven hundred dollars on my team. Again, it's an investment of me, my or for my I, is my job um, to kind of. There's a very big uh, bump for me if I have the best team that I can possibly have for content. Um, so I invest quite a bit. I do not recommend anyone do that. And I still think it's very easy at the launch of the game to have a free-to-play team right out of the rip as long as you start early on in the game. I think it gets very difficult, way harder than MLB once the, the game has been out for a few months. But I have not made an addition to my team in about 10 days, which is kind of sad. Like even like The game a, just came out, and you haven't added a single player, yeah. Yeah, like so the biggest, the biggest thing that is kind of holding me back in terms of like chasing cards is man i once once people figure it out you know okay x factors i love them i love the card art i love the customization on them i love them all the problem is is that they are basically evo cards let's pretend there's no cost to upgrading okay because people still don't view them as this gigantic cost they're like oh i packed this evo card should i go out and, or i packed this x factor roman yossi should i invest in him it's like no you shouldn't but you see this as like oh i've got this roman yossi card that no matter what i'll always have his highest like that's kind of that's kind of cool which is like not the right take because the problem is is that you have you buy one of these x factor cards like two hundred fifty thousand coins and then you have to spend another 200000 to get them up to their highest. And it's going to keep costing you fifty to hundred k. That's what happened with Austin Matthews getting his 88 to 91 I think it cost 200 k to go from 88 to 91 On top of already costing 200 to go from 74 to 80, 88 mm -hmm. the, the problem what's happening with these X-Factors is that if you go look on the market, there is none. If you want to know what ones that you should keep and what ones you should sell, you go look on the market. And if it is up there in abundance, you know. Because there is never any McDavid's X Factor card is the most sought after card in the game as it should be for the entire year. Because no matter what, that will be the best card in the game all the way up until everything else catches up. So while his cost is, you're not going to find one for under six hundred thousand, and even then, I would still pay that if I had the coins. See, I've only been seeing them for like a million. It's okay, crazy. That's I've seen one for six hundred, which is why okay. I mentioned it. Because okay. honestly, I've really only seen one up once. 
Wow. Because they're they're bought immediately because McDavid is the chase. McDavid is a, now the thing about McDavid is that there's still so many ways each month that we're going to be able to guarantee ourselves to get X Factor Choice packs. So that's why I don't think it's as um, crazy to to focus on trying to get McDavid because eventually you're going to get your you know your 30 days will come up on your X Factor Choice pack and you know you, you'll be the seasonal reward one you'll be able to do as well in the pro am if you haven't done that. There's multiple chances at getting it. So. McKinnon, I, I, McKinnon is one of the three cards I'm chasing. Okay, I have the best team in the game, in my opinion, and I, I can really make no adjustments, improvements other than these three players. So Nathan McKinnon's X Factor card, much like Matthews and McDavid, you just simply cannot find. And a lot of that goes because if someone packs them, there's no reason to sell. Because even if you have a free to play team, let's say you have a garbage starter team and you packed a Connor McDavid X Factor card. There is no reason you should sell that card to then take the coins to build your team, in my opinion, because that is a card that you have for the rest of the game, and it will give you a significant advantage, in my opinion. And I think that in prior games, the smart idea would be like, hey, let's just sell this card and do it, but because it's like a continually having the best one, it's such an advantage, I don't, you're, you're not seeing them hit the market. So you're not seeing the best ones ever actually get on the market, and that's you know, kind of an issue for guys that have these stacked teams is because you can't buy new cards. So Nathan McKinnon is, is one of mine that I just cannot find. I can't, he's, he's one that he goes up and he's 600K. And I'm at a point now where I could overpay, but I, I'm making a point where I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's just dumb. I don't want to be, I, I always do this every year. I, I find that I get a huge coin stack and then I'm like, oh, I'll overspend because there's new hotness. And then I'm back to zero and the next event comes out and I'm there with my pants down because I can't, you know, get, my, <laughs> get the new one, right? Yeah. So, but the other thing is, is that the icons too, because there's no icon set, the other two cards I'm chasing are Lemieux and Gretzky. And because they upgrade plus one every month, they will forever be the best cards in the game or among the, among the upper echelon, just like McDavid, because their speed is already so damn high. So you've got an issue where to get Mario on PS5 now, 1.2 million, which is the max, and it is bought instantly. 1.2 1.2 yeah. million is tough at any point. Like, that's a team of the year price. And like, it's hard I, to see yeah. so early on because, like, I know I have that, that amount of coins, right? I can, I can yeah. have that amount. I, I know I you can. can yeah. But there's probably, what, maybe 10 to 20 people on the console right now? Maybe. Can, yeah, I don't even know. But it's yeah. bought instantly. Yeah. And, so, and, wow. Yeah, so I'm chasing those three cards, but I, I do it every day on stream. After every game, I go and look for those three cards, and I'm never seeing them up for anything that, in a realm of price that I... I mean, and I, I was pretty firm. I wanted to spend 800 k for Mario and Gretzky. I'm now okay with spending a million. I don't want to spend 1.2. I don't know why that's like, you know... But yeah, that's the it, arbitrary cutoff for you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And those cards were out to launch. The last two weeks, there's literally been... The event came out, and... And it was so easy to get all the master set players and that was addressed because they they realized that it was too easy to get them um and there's they've dude friday was such a slap in the face so if you guys don't know maybe if you're new to hut every friday so events run for two weeks for the most part almost all of them will run for two weeks long and on the friday the event comes out that's when all the new master sets come out it's a new it's all amazing and whatnot but then the next friday is when the highest uh, event items will come out so these are like um non-master set players so jack eichel was the first one it was 86 overall and i think because they made the they staggered the master sets where it's like there was 91s 88s 86s they like couldn't release an event card that was higher than a master set item because they came out and the next highest one was an 86 huberto and huberto is an awful bill because they don't really you know they, they don't, I don't skating isn't terrible 
but it's like in that kind of no man's land where he doesn't. He's one of those players where like their real life skills just don't translate well to a video game. Like I I think Jake Gensel's one of them. Yeah, the guy scored forty goals, but like he's not really sought after in a game. Yeah, and it's 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 hard to you know it's hard to get that across. Like in in the game, I totally get that. But I think that he's in a no man's land where his speed isn't high is high enough to not get a speed synergy, but not high enough to like warrant you to put on your team you know what i mean like uh, matthew mm-hmm. barzell is 92 speed at 85 overall it's like that yeah. is valuable the speed is speed kills in this game as it should in, in real life hockey so it, it was just like man that's boring and because of these eva or these mass or x factor cards sorry it's like if an 87 kucherov comes out why do i care because there's already an 87 kucherov x factor it's like his tier hasn't been upgraded like barkov came out as a team of the week or a primetime, I think. And because he already had team of the week, he actually was, I think, the first X-Factor card to get a tier upgrade, him and Stamkos. Barkov specifically, so a new tier unlocked, but he's got, like, 84 skating, like, every yeah. year. I, I asked Florida Panther fans in my chat, I'm like, is he that slow in your life? And <laughs> it's just, like, EA does not update ratings very often, and it's just, like, that's what he's at, so he will forever be, just like Brad Marchand. Like, he's a card that you just really can't use the majority of the player base barkov is built like a perfect centerman um for a pro player but for the majority of the, the player base it's very difficult to use someone who's got 84 speed because you can't take advantage of the time you know you can't you can't your your offense is really predicated off of just burning down the wing so it's been super boring the content has been lame and last year was such a strength and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to throw like the dev team under the bus. But Nicholas was the the hut content dev for the last two years, and he refreshed content. And, and guys, I don't mean like the rewards that you get inside of event. Like that, that's that's the mode um, devs. The content devs are the ones who like who, what prime times are team of the week, event items, masters items. Those that changed over, and it's just like they're kind of slowly easing into it. And because there's so little to do in NHL, it's just like. Man, that's tough because, yeah, like, I don't care about a Team of the Week card because he probably has an X-Factor, and it's like, do I want to spend 100 k on this good Kucherov now when he might get, like, a 91 X-Factor in, like, two weeks or something? Like, mm-hmm. that's what makes and, it tough. And so far, you can't... Could you use that Barkov to upgrade his X-Factor, that Team no. of the Week? And, and that's what I thought you would be able to do Same. going into this year. Yep. Like I thought you would be able to like if if Barkov's X Factor was eighty five and a team of the week came out for eighty six, I thought you'd be able to use that eighty six to upgrade the X Factor. And I'm very disappointed that that's not the case because I think they're missing out, like just hugely on that. I said I said this immediately to the dev team was when the first when the first team of the weeks came out and whatnot. I was like, guys, is there any way to put this in? And it does not look like that is an option. And it just absolutely kills. Team of the Week has always had such a low value to me and to everyone because basically it's whatever early on. It's act, well, early on. It's actually awesome because or before because it was like okay, these are the best cards in the game essentially because there was no X factors that you could upgrade right. So before it was like oh my god, an eighty-seven Kucherov came out. That's better than his base card, and there was no Evo card of him. So like that is that's like. You know, everyone's excited about that. But now it's like, there's already an 87 Kucherov that is better because you have two customizable synergies, more X, more zone abilities and superstar ability options. It's like, why, yeah. do I care? why do I care about that? And now you've got this issue where it's like, Team of the Weeks, because you can't put them into it, it's like, I don't care at all. I, so I simply I, don't. I think one of the ways they could maybe solve that, though, is, um, and I'm, I'm not sure if they're doing that right now, is 
because the abilities are so important. We know on these X Factor cards that by the end of the year, mm-hmm. you know, whatever offline abilities that the players have, that's most likely with like a 98% certainty going to be the abilities that the X Factor card has. Yep. They have to, for these like Team of the Week and stuff, they have to start adding like different abilities that are different from their X Factor cards just to make them a little bit more unique. Yep. Um, I don't think it'll have a big deal now, but like thinking, you know, a few months down the line, when say Crosby's like a 94, 95 overall, if he had like a team of the week Crosby with like a maybe quick draw like zone ability or something else that's different than the X Factor zone ability, like at least those will be different enough where like, oh, maybe I want that specific Crosby because he has this zone ability. So there's there was a there was an interesting talk in the game changer chat and again i i we, we can't disclose everything that they're saying or anything like that but it was a something that was brought up about that about it's so boring of a formula that team of the week in prime times it's like just plus one of whatever they are yeah it's just it's i don't want to say it's lazy but for anyone that doesn't know i've, I've gotten some insight again being you know close we're, we're you know close with the with the nhl hut team specifically over the last few years of being a game changer and how it works is basically for prime times they come into the office or you know they're they're working remotely and basically you know the, what it would be is like okay for the prior night who are our prime times and they come up with 12 of them for the for the day and whatever and it's like what if you only came up with like three and what if you went in and you let's say uh connor mcdavid had oh okay, that's a bad example because he's so good um <laughs> let's say timo meyer has a hat trick okay Timo Meyer is a hat trick, all right? He's an 83 overall base item or 82, whatever, and you want to make him an 83, okay? Instead of just blanket plus one to everything, he scored three goals. What if you raised his his shooting by, like, five? That bumped up to get the plus one overall, the arbitrary plus one overall that they want to have on the face of the card. But it was his shooting, and that got a significant bump from his his, his 82, like, why why can't they go in and instead of just plus one everything, go in and touch certain stats significantly so that it's it's like, wow, do I want to go and get that card? Be, is he worth it? Because now instead of having 83 overall shooting and he would go to 84, now he's got 90. I would love to see that. Cause like, I think it would just a, be yeah, yeah. so much more interesting. Like, it would just be – it'd be so good. Like, if, you know, if someone scores on a breakaway – right or, or a penalty shot or something like that his deacon goes to 90 on his prime time like there just needs there, to be more there's engagement. countless examples right like yeah. if you know somebody gets three assists maybe their passing goes up to passing 95. goes way up yeah yeah, like, yeah maybe it's not plus one overall maybe that maybe no. it was such a good performance that that timo meyer there's yeah. an 86 overall released of him or something you know like, yeah, there, like there's a lot of options that they can do and we've had the same format for a few years now and like i know that it's, it's getting boring they try to please so the reason why that so many cards i think are released is that they they want to please the entire player base because outside of the top let's say 10 percent that really cares about the meta like the you you get a card because you want to give yourself a competitive advantage okay the majority of the player base doesn't really care about having these meta cards and they want to use their favorite players so they reward like 12 a day to try and you know get you know multiple players to get be able to use these cards whether it be in squad battles or anything else but it's just like if a card is 78 overall i want to do a poll who cares like who actually goes man think like when i'll give you a perfect example when william eckland gets his first card and i think it's a headshot headshot at you like kaprazov let's pretend it's not <laughs> let's say he gets a t- he's had three three points in three games he's the probably the best rookie from the class so far 
and he gets his first card and he's a 78 overall let's say an 80 overall dude like <laughs> i play at a, a high enough level that like it's such a detriment to even put him on my fourth line that like it's like not gonna happen yeah and that, that's so annoying because it, yeah. it happens so often especially with like not like rookies like younger players like those people mm-hmm. that are rated lower like wh- why can't his prime time be an 85 mm-hmm. like, it's, the, it, I don't it's get just it. this arbitrary role that was created that they follow yep you know, it's, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, exactly. It's just all about lack of excitement. I think that that's kind of like a theme right now. I think the X factors were so good, and now people are starting to understand. Like, okay, I don't care about uh, a Roman Yossi or or Chris Letang or um, you know Gabriel Landeskog. That's why you find ten of them on the market. There's a reason, guys. No one cares. The cost is too expensive to have the highest version of that. But like, because it's so hard to find the hard one, the the good ones that it's like. Then okay, what's next? What else can we go out and get? It's like okay, prime time team of the weeks. It's like, yeah, but do I want to spend? So Connor McDavid came out. Do you want to spend three hundred k on his ninety is ninety prime time, or are you are you okay with spending three hundred k on that ninety that won't get any better ever, or do you want to wait for his X Factor to come out? You to exactly, pack his or, or, it's just, or yeah. yeah, just take that chance next month on your on your two X Factor exactly. packs, right? And it's like that's that's the problem. That is what's happening. Yeah. People are saying, "Okay, why do I want this card when I could just wait for his wait to get his X Factor card?" And that's an issue. And then, uh, the other thing about the other thing about icons, guys. So I was talking about I can't get Gretzky or Lemieux. It's like until there's an icon set, I, we've talked about this before. The icons are just not. Ne- you're paying for the exclusivity and the card art. Like the the demand is not meeting the supply, or sorry, the demand is way higher than the supply available because the only way to get them right now is packing them, and they're so damn rare. So you're you're paying insane amounts of money for a card that you could go like you know Brad Park he's going for sixty k you can go get Quinn Hughes the exact same card only better, but you're paying oh. for like the cool card art and like the you know it's just it, it's tough when the when the icon if the icon sets come out if they ever do I just I'm stunned that they, there isn't one but I feel like there will be at some point if they ever come out that will crash the icon prices and that's. Um, that'll be interesting because a lot of them aren't usable when you at the top end. Like they're just not when you consider the cost of like some of these cards. Like it's just way too much because you can only acquire them for your, for your packs, right? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you, um, yeah. kind of on the same topic, but it's like upgrading cards. Mm-hmm. Has your opinion changed at all on just in general the amount of X factors like a player could have without it getting too costly throughout the year? So um, I have, I think, five or six. I'm getting mm-hmm. this question a lot. What is too many X factors? And I think it really, really changes on the. If you have McDavid, right? That's three hundred thousand right off the rip. But let's say you pack McDavid, okay? Like you pack his eighty, his eighty or seventy nine or whatever his X factor is. It's three hundred K to go up to ninety, which is his highest right now. His next upgrade is going to cost you probably about a hundred K. Right, so now you're at 400k for it, but I think people are so trapped in with the cost at the end, right, that they're not realizing that it's going to take so long for them to get up to that level. So maybe not Connor McDavid, but we'll use Austin Matthews as an example, right? His 91 came out, right? He was he started in 88, but then his 91 Masters item came out, and people are like, okay, it, it, I think it was 60, there was a 60,000 tier, another 60,000 tier, and then a 70,000 tier to go from 88 to 91, which is a really high cost because it costs 200K to go from his base one all the way up to his 88. So it's a very high cost right up front, like right now at launch of the game. That's so many coins. 
But the thing is, is that people aren't realizing that he's going to need four more prime times or team of the weeks. And with the way he's playing, it's not. It's going to take him a really long time. <laughs> but that's like they, they already don't like giving out many of them in a row, no matter who it is. Like that's like December, right? Yeah. So I don't think I think the high end guys I'm okay with because even if you don't like McKinnon, okay, he hasn't gotten one yet. I bet you he has an event item coming up or something. Like he'll get something if he doesn't get a prime time or team of the week soon. Well, he did get a prime time, so. He will get, if he gets an event item, right? If he goes from his 88 all the way up to, let's say, a 91 or 92, same thing would happen with Matthews. You don't need to spend all of your coins right away because he's so fast already, right? So there's no, there's no need to rush out. And I think that now when you look at some of these guys, you don't need to upgrade immediately. I, I think I'm okay with having a bunch of them. Especially with how Hut Champs is now, because you for one yeah. Hut Champs collectible, you can get a power up, uh, power up X Factor power up collectible, and that's about a twenty k value. But let's say you get you know six in a, or five in a weekend, right? That's five right off the ripper. Like that's three tiers basically for what when the high end cards. So, is is that what you're leaning on to? That, like that's what I was leaning towards because like as I was looking at this, you know, whenever I I, I just think in like my situation, right? Yep. Like I'll most likely always finish top fifty, mm-hmm. so that's at least eight like hut champs collectibles every week that's 32 power-ups a month every mm-hmm. four weeks you could have an um, entire team of x factors and that would i could have never... a t- an entire team and that's not even including how easy some of the sets are right mm-hmm. so like i'll get an ultimate pack if none of those cards are good like they're all 80 plus i can get another power-up collectible there um you know there's rivals rewards that's mm-hmm. like 70 to 80 gold players like if somebody plays squad battles i know i won't like I think I think even if you're not finishing top fifty, but if you're getting like five of those a week, um, that's you're still getting twenty to thirty like power ups a month. I think it's extremely easy to have, um, you know, at least six to eight X factors on your team. Yeah, I think people were really scared early on, and I I I, and said I was that too because too I many. said that on yep. here. Yep, I was I'm, I was completely wrong because I I didn't know about this like hot champs thing. The hot champs thing realize, really changes yeah. things. But yeah, I mean, even so, as that whole like. It, I would not go out. Uh, it's it's not so much the cost to upgrade; it's the initial cost to go yeah. out and get them that is the and, problem. And it's like, interesting because you're seeing the, this cost. Like, so I've been working me. the X Factor market like crazy. Yeah. Um, because let's it's, talk about that. Tell tell me yeah. what you're doing. So what I did initially was, um, you know, I was focusing on some of the some of the ones that you know, not the McKinnon, obviously not McDavid, but like I was targeting just a few players that were in like the hundred K price range. And flipping them for like sometimes, you know, 150, 200K. So I started with Carey Price. He was regularly listed for like 90 to 100,000. I would list him for 150 if there were none up and he would sell. Same thing with Kopitar. I was buying him for like 100 to 120, listing him for like 180 to 190, he would sell. So like now I'm trying to do it with like Dougie Hamilton <laughs> and Jake Gensel. Um, I have, because, before, you, before you go any further, I think I have a, I, an idea on that, and that's because people don't aren't comfortable having coins a lot not. you do it's just like real life like if you live no, paycheck yeah. to paycheck the, it, and you come in five grand burning a hole in yeah, their pocket exactly you come into five grand and you live paycheck to paycheck you will find a way to spend that five grand before your next paycheck and the same thing happened in all the ultimate yep. team there's no new content to come out people are just like man i need to get rid of these two hundred thousand coins i don't know what i'm doing yeah and they're going so, and they're looking yeah. at the x factors available and they shouldn't be buying them but you're taking advantage of that they shouldn't be but like so i have dougie i have like four three or four dougie hamilton x factor cards i have four jake gensels 
they might not sell within a few days, but I, I guarantee you within a week, week and a half, like they'll all sell for a ridiculous price compared to what I bought just because like people see something, they're like, this is the lowest listed. This must be what it cost. Yep. And somebody's going to buy a Dougie Hamilton X Factor for 250K for me that yep. I spent like 140 or 150 on. And, you know, like it, it's helping me. Like I, I view it as like, I, I only have like a couple hundred thousand coins now, but like it's more of like an investment, like in a week or two, like I might have two or three million. And I'm just going to try to keep doing this for as long as this lasts. I'm assuming that the market will get smart and catch on to it. They we took advantage of it early on with with being did. able to with the cards early on for the event items because the market was not set, and now it's like eighty to eighty twos will only go in a range of a thousand to like thirteen hundred at the highest end, because yeah. people now know that it's like um, the, this amount of uh, gold cards will uh, equals this set, and like so once there is that set in place. The, everything below it falls into place, which is why you see certain cards now going for a baseline. But what you're, I think it, in the icon realm, it's even worse because we use Dennis Potvin as an example. Me and we you wanted to yeah. try him out. Yeah. Dude, dude, people, because there's so few icons, guys, it's exactly what Kessel was saying. When people have no idea what the price to set is, they still want to sell them. They're like, uh, I guess I'll, uh, best one, the best one I'll use, Matt Sundin. His build, one of the best builds that you can get among centermen. I've wanted to try out Matt Sundin because as my fourth line center, weird flex, I was like, man, I really want to try that. And I remember two weeks ago, probably the first weekend of the game, I saw him going for 120. And I was like, ah, I sat there, hummed and hawed. I was on stream and then someone bought it and I didn't get it. Dude, I haven't seen him, like, I've seen him go for 130, 250, 300, and people have no idea what to set these icons at. We were talking with Dennis Potman on stream. I was like, man, I see one up for 115. Uh -huh. I'm like, man, that seems like a good deal. And you were like, dude, if you don't buy it, I'm going to buy it. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, and I don't think and he was worth it. I bought it. one for like 160. Yeah. It, it, and then I sold him for like a similar price, but he's not yeah. even worth, I wouldn't pay 50 for him now. Nope. No, like it, it's it's crazy though, but like that's that's what people are understanding is that when there's nothing else to compare it to, people will just assume that's the price because yeah. they want to be told what the market is. Like, oh, okay, there's two up. This has got to be what this is going for, and it's just like, man, you can make a killing on that for sure. Um, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, did you have anything else on this topic? No, 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 no I didn't. I had one more thing before we close out, uh, just because yep. we actually I got a question this week and I figured I was you know say, what yeah, yeah, bring we, up, bring we, we owe question. it to the people that are you know you know giving us feedback. Um, somebody was just asking you know what the general difference is between gameplay and skill gap from the lower divisions up until like the top professional players. Um, I think that was roughly what the question I was. I can I can give you I can give you like almost and, the exact mechanics that would be different. Yeah, but I want to hear you go first. So my thing is. I, I would rather you like I'll, I'll start with my answer but then yeah. I want you to kind of touch on like the you know division like three and below because you had some great content last year on that yeah so yep. I had a perfect example today um it happened to me I was 18 and 0 in hot champs um and I was playing somebody and I had three breakaways I made the same mistake you know every time he dove out he poke checked me and I, and I messed up right yep. so like I'm a really good player um you know but like even even up at like that top tier, there's like that difference between like me and Young Gren, right? Yep. You give somebody like Young Gren, you know, th three chances, he's gonna score every time. Mm -hmm. um, like if, if I could bury it every time, like maybe I won GWC last year. Mm -hmm. um, so like even up at that top echelon, like you see those differences where if somebody has just even like one chance that you give them, they're gonna score every time. Um, and then like 
even I'll, I'll get into the vision three and like around that that period and then i want you to fill in but the biggest thing i noticed last year like reviewing people's gameplay is the speed in which they play like in that division three range and what i mean by that is like you see people there's no resetting in the neutral zone it's rush up the boards mm-hmm. i think once you start to get up to like division three and above like division two and one there's more thought going into neutral zone play there's more you know there's more resets in the neutral zone there's slower there's slower pace and it's not just rush up the boards and throw a cross crease i can give you um, like the the perfect yeah. the per what, what's, what's actually what's happening yours? so like that i don't know what division that would be if i had to guess because nhl 22 seems harder for everybody um and i don't know if it's because the player the player base is so much smaller and there's just like less people so like if you were division, I was division one player in NHL 21. I honestly, after playing this game for so much of it, did, I don't know if I'll ever get division one NHL 22. Um, I, I assume I will, but like the different, the made the major difference in that, what you're just describing is that people, I want to say division, I think it's division four, maybe three and below. And the what's happening there is that they're staring at the player with the puck. So you are when you when you see guys that just run up the boards and they run out of time and space it's because they're focusing on the guy right in front of them and the one-on-one situation and that will just eliminate the good players when you get in division two and one is when they have the puck it's just like real life head up you're looking at your you're you're taking split second glimpses uh behind you to your right to your four like in front of you and you can tell when someone is not staring at the player with the puck. When you run, if you get if you get someone caught holding the backhand and they just run out of time and space, it's because they're not looking. Uh, you're not. You're not. They're not looking elsewhere. Or the resets. What you were talking about, like going backwards instead, because they have one one thing in their mind, and that's going forward and the direct immediate threat right in front of them. And that is a huge change because once you change that, then you become you do take that tier jump. You go from division four to division three immediately because you're now you're waiting to see passes and, and lanes open up. And when someone selects a player and comes at you, you know that they're no longer in position. So instead of staring at your guy with the puck waiting for impact, you're like, I can pass now. And I think like that's a that's a huge one. The one I noticed for twenty two, and it's gonna be the gatekeeper for division three and above um because pochecks are so potent is your ability to ability to um uh deke with the stick and i'm talking about left and right so when you play against someone good you will notice that when um pretend pretend uh you're going up against or you're defending somebody and it's just one-on-one okay you're they're coming at you you're falling back you're, you're playing right you know in front Everyone is just spamming R1 because how good stick checks are this year. And that's it, fine. I actually don't mind it, to be honest with you. How you defend against someone pressing R1 a lot and it being, you know, accurate. Again, we talk about Adam Foote being with that shutdown ability. It's so insane. Um, is how you defend against that is you basically hold the stick left and right. Like you go back and forth a lot. Because now now when they hit R1, you're there. It, it goes where the puck is, not where it's going to be. So when they hit R1, it's going to where it was. And if you're going left and right with your stick a ton, they can't they can't hit R1 against it. And when you hit R1, you stop skating. And that mm-hmm. is what, when they go back and forth left and right, they're not stopping skating. And that is where you'll see a huge gap, in my opinion, going into the next level and, and getting into Division 2 and above, I think, is with, with specifically with that. That's what I've seen so far. I don't, I don't know if you think, uh, if there's any other specific mechanics that you think might be the, the catalyst to going up a tier. Um. I don't know specific mechanics. I, I think it's just um, 
what is it? Uh, I, for, I forget the term, like brain, brain chugging or something where it's like, you know, you remember things later on. It's mm-hmm. just recognizing the patterns in the, in, in the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like just because I, I've been playing, like I was, I was ranked like top 50 in like NHL 08. Like I've been mm-hmm. playing this way too long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even going back that far, you see just the same patterns, you know, people, people coming down the wing on offense, you're defending yep. against them and them, you know, they're cutting across going for the short side, right? And like that's, that's just, for... it's been ingrained in like, yep. you know, almost every NHL. And it's like, you know, once you learn how to defend that and then you learn how to defend something else, like it's just memorizing those things. And you can assume every player you're playing against online is going to do the same two to three moves. Yep. So once you learn how to stop those same two to three moves, all of a sudden your defense is amazing. Yep. You know, so like, and then once you learn how to stop those, you know, also learn how to like, how do I utilize those offensively in a different way? Because, you know, you have to assume people know how to stop those. There's, it's like, I don't know. I, lo- I love the strategy aspect of it. The, like, there's a, there's a gross move that I've done for, like, the last three years. So you have someone coming down the wing. Let's say they're coming down the right hand of the screen, and they're cutting into the middle towards the left, right in the, in the middle. One of the best utilizations of any deke in the game is to hold out your stick. So, you, again, you have a left-handed player coming down the right wing, and you hold out as if you're going to take a wrist shot cut into the middle. And you do the between-the-legs deke. Because it sets up like you're looking like you're going to skate into the middle, but you keep your momentum going forward. And the amount of people, if they bite on trying to be like, oh, this guy's going to cut in the middle, I'm going to hammer him. That that one, like that deke alone is just a, an acknowledgement of you knowing what they think, like what the, what the traditional people in this game will like look for. And I think that finding what you touched on, like now you know how to defend it. That's how now you need to know how to take advantage of it. I think like that, that is 100% accurate. Like there's definitely, you know, little things throughout. Like I think protecting the puck, division two to division one, that's what you, that's the 100% the, the, the biggest thing. The guys that when you go up against somebody in division one, you cannot knock the puck off of in the zone. It's very yeah, difficult. Yeah. Like you there's, just I mean, there's a great example of that. So I think Canadians, CAD, mm-hmm. you know, he, he plays top four in GWC last year. Yeah. He doesn't do anything different than anybody else. He forces cross creases. He's so good at protecting the puck yep. that that sets him apart from everybody else, right? Because yep. it's like he, he doesn't really do any glitch goals. Like, he doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. but he's so damn good at protecting the puck that, like, he's just the best at that. It, it's, it's funny because what you do when you are an elite player at protecting the puck, against even against, like, the best in the world, is that they stop looking elsewhere. What I was talking about before where, like, you know, to get into that next tier of players, like you're staring at the player with the puck. If you get caught trying to bump someone off the puck and they can't, they're not looking at you while you're bumping them or attempting you because they know they're going to hold you off of the puck. Or you're going to, they're going to be able to hold the puck. They are looking elsewhere. And that mm-hmm. is when you get that back door to open up and, and things like that. It, it's very frustrating because they're, they're got their head up the whole time. And if they're elite at protecting the puck, they don't have to watch their player as they're getting attacked and bumped because they know they can just hold on to it. So I, I, I think that being able to hold on to the puck is like just, you know, at the top end is just probably the, the biggest thing because it's, it's absolutely nuts, man. Yeah, I wish I could do some of these things that, like, you know, some of these kids do. Like, I, I just have to rely on, like, strategy. I say, that's, like, that's it. Dude, it my whole channel's awful. built on that. Like, I don't have thumb awful. skills, dude. Like, it's just. Dude, my GWC strategy last year was so bad, but it somehow, you know, it almost got me far. And it was like, I'm just. I'm going to assume that they're going to hold the puck 
and yep. I'm not even going to cover them. You know, I'm just stopping the one timer. Like that's I, it. if I had any finish ability or like able to protect the puck as well as some of these people, like it, it'd be amazing, but Dude, I'm I just living a little a bit game. of jealousy. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Quickly before uh, we end, we've always been about an hour now. So that's not bad. I think people might enjoy yeah, that because we have gotten one, huh? a lot of good feedback guys. Thank you so much. The, the, uh, the, um, you know, the, the props and whatnot have been, uh, you know, have been fantastic to hear. So we're glad that you guys are liking it. Let's talk quickly about some cards that we like, although there hasn't been any new ones. So I don't know. <laughs> you caught me. You caught me by surprise. Yeah. Here. <laughs> the same cards two weeks ago. But yeah, give me give me some off the top of your head that you are really you're noticing right now, whether it be a card that you've talked about before or not. Um, You know what? Uh, my opinion on the big players versus small players changed this year. Um, and I actually think small players are extremely viable, if not better. Mm -hmm. um so somebody i've been using is somebody i bought was uh x factor patrick kane i really like the card um i don't notice him being too small that often like i'm still able to like if i change my momentum and like i'm agile enough with him i i don't get bumped as much as i think i should so i'm I'm liking patrick kane i'm liking the patrick kane build do you have anybody oh man uh I really like Paul Coffey, <laughs> but, like, five people have him. Um, yeah. I guess I should have had one prepared for when I asked my own question. Um, I'm trying to think on, like, my, my big team, like, my really good team. I, um, Yager at center. I've really I have enjoy- at center on the power play. Yep. And, you guys, face-off rating does not matter. Uh, I mean, we can talk about that in a future episode, but he has been pretty good on center. And uh, outside of that, like... Dude, I have the same team, man. I just want new players. I just, I just want new players. I'll, I'll, I'll say this: um, Adam Foot still, Adam Foot and Alf Samuelson still the, the, the goats on the back end. Um, Seth Jones has been disgusting. If you don't have his master set item, he's still so cheap. I would go get that. I think Seth Jones is the best right-handed defenseman that isn't Adam Foot. So that would be there's that would um be there's one I had trouble playing against, and that's the Barzell, like the X Factor Barzell. Like my favorite I, one of my I, favorite cards. Yeah. Okay. So you've been using him. Yep. Yeah. He's uh, he was who I told everyone to go out and get because he gets up okay. to ninety two speed at eighty five overall. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually like, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with the gameplay, and you know as a Penguins fan, I've watched a ton of Matt Barzell just because you know he's yeah. on the Islanders and he's so shifty and it's insane yeah. because I'm always like if I'm watching the game, I'm like why can't why can't you guys hit him? Why can't you do anything? And his card in the game plays exactly like how he does in real life. That's you know, sweet. with a, with that's a player, sweet. you know, with a, with a player that's like decent enough to use him, right? Yeah. So, like, I played Kush Nasty today. He was using Barzell. He made me look like an idiot like a few times. And it was <laughs> it was cool to see, you know, like just like that's how he plays in real life. Like, yep. I, I kind of like that. No, it has been nice in that in that aspect for sure. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Coffee and Chill. Again, thank you guys for listening. Give us some feedback whenever, whether we're on stream or or on Twitter or anything like that. Uh, Kessa, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter.com slash queso underscore paguni, twitch.tv slash queso underscore paguni, youtube.com slash C slash queso paguni gaming. Bang, there you go, guys. You can find me at No Sleeves Gaming on Twitter and No Sleeve 12 on Twitch. All right, guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.